Hello and welcome back to the Beatdown Bandits podcast. I'm Colin. This is season three, episode 20 of the podcast. That sounds right. I think it's episode 20. Uh, anyway, I am back. Uh, back in my uh, my home state from uh, from Raleigh, North Carolina, the uh, the ALGS. Um, and so today, that's that's what I'm going to discuss. Um, I don't have my my uh, my cohort here, uh, Matt. Um, but if you um, if you watch the the ALGS vlogs that I have, so if not, I'm going to link all three of those in the description to this uh, this podcast. I will put those all down there. Uh, you definitely need to go back and watch them. The first one is kind of boring. It's just our travel down there, but we kind of talk about things. They just kind of goof off or whatever. Um, but, uh, the second vlog is a bunch of stuff from the event and, uh, clips from wins and, uh, some pretty cool things. Um, so that one's really worth watching. And then the last one is Matt and I just kind of downloading all of our thoughts and stuff. And some of the things I'm going to kind of repeat today in this podcast, um, that, that I kind of said in that vlog, um, but it'll be from the whole event. Um, that was just kind of a, a brain dump from day two, um, which would have been just after really just the bracket stages. Um, and after the, uh, the first round of the losers bracket. So, um, so that, that's really, um, that was really what that was, but it was like a 35 minute video of just us talking about, uh, our experiences so far. Um, so I'm going to do that again today and uh, just by myself, but then like the full event and, and do it for the podcast, right? So need to need to bust it out for the podcast and, and get a full ALGS breakdown. So uh, if you were there, let me know. Uh, maybe you'll, you'll recognize me. My, uh, um, I mean, there was, there was a lot of people there, but we tend to set around, like we kind of set in the same spot pretty much every day. The first day we were down like super low and we were on camera nonstop and, and I'm actually going to work on a video of just like clips of us doing stupid things. Like we were doing the robot a whole bunch and holding up our beers, things like that. Uh, we were doing like the, the Vogue a little bit. Uh, that was pretty funny. So um, <laughs> throw together like a little montage of us uh, being idiots at the ALGS. Um, I don't know when that'll be out. I'll take a little bit of time, but uh, stay tuned for that one. Um, so, but yeah, we were like maybe 10 rows up, um, but right in the middle. Um, and, uh, but the last, last several days we, we set up a little higher, um, uh, because we noticed on day one, just being down so low, like we're, we're closer to the players and the action or whatever. Uh, but we are having to like look up so much, uh, like looking up at the screens to really see the views and really see the gameplay and stuff. So, uh, we found going, uh, you know, up, a, you know, up another like 10 rows or whatever worked out for us. But um, we sat around like the same people a lot and uh, got to know uh, a lot of the people. And I was I talked with a bunch of them and, and just amazing people there at the event. So um, shout out to the, the fans that were there. Uh, it was a great time. Um, but I wanted to start off with the, the venue uh, and kind of talk about PNC Arena and our like physical experience and logistics aspects of it uh first and foremost like the location of it um some people will probably be like oh man like it shouldn't have been there it should have been in a bigger city and blah 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 nobody like if you have this in like chicago uh or la or something like that three quarters of the people that 
are going to this are not from there. And, and we kind of joked around about it or like, you know, let me hear you rally. It's like, how many people do you think are literally from rally at this event? You know, maybe 5% of the people there, everybody I talked to uh, was, was from Texas. And we, we kept sitting around these kids from California. Um, I talked to people from Alabama, talked to people from, from our home state, Ohio. Like I, I was talking to people I don't honestly know if I talked to anybody from North Carolina. So uh, I'm trying to think like there was uh, some New Yorkers in New Jersey, uh, people from New Jersey and was talking to them. Um, but yeah, Texas had a big import. Uh, I did talk with, with, with a guy from Chicago who drove down. Um, so yeah, there, there's just, there's people from all over the place. So I don't think it matters where you have it. Um, but I think some people were kind of disappointed. It wasn't like in a city. Um, the PNC arena is kind of on the suburbs and kind of Northwest side of, of rally. So you're really like a 10 minute drive to downtown. So you're pretty close. Um, but for me, uh, the thing that I loved about it was that it wasn't in the city. You could easily get in and out of that without having to wait for like a ton of traffic without having to like, like having a bad parking situation or, or whatever, um, the, and like, I was, I was talking with this, with like, um, uh, a friend of mine who was, was curious about like, well, what do you, what did you do there? Uh, I had mentioned the parking and how like the arenas and stuff around here, um, that are downtown, like you are parking at a parking garage four blocks away where this, like, if you look up PNC arena, PNC arena on like Google maps, it is surrounded. It's, it's literally a parking lot. And while like it sucks that there's no restaurants and bars and stuff like right there, uh, it's nice for parking. I I will uh, I will uh, say that much. Parking was fantastic. We paid for the cheapest parking, and we were thirty seconds from the door. Um, I don't know why people were paying forty dollars for parking. It gets them like a row closer and like on another side where you still have to walk around. I don't I don't get it. Um, Paying for yeah, double the cost was pretty much making you having to walk farther because you're on another side. Um, so I don't know. We were literally in the first row of parking every day because um, we got there at like 1130, half an hour before the event starts. And uh, we were we were in the first row. Um, we were in the, the first row, like behind handicapped. Um, so, yeah, the only people that could park closer were handicapped folks so um i don't know uh the the parking like i said was amazing um we waited in line for whatever 25 30 minutes every day uh but um we we just chit chat with people out there uh it was hot but it wasn't like unbearably hot where you're just drenched in sweat um but it was a little toasty out there um having a little bit more shade options would have been nice but um, not a huge deal. Um, once the doors opened and we were able to go through, the process was fast. Everybody's, by the time we got through uh, and we were waiting out there for a little bit, they had already checked our, uh, uh, already checked our uh, vaccination cards and IDs. And so we'd get bracelets to make sure we were good to go. And we were able to get in insanely fast, um, like minutes uh, we were through there. So uh, that was great. Um, 
we were like right in front of like the premium seating. So we could like walk through the doors and we're like right in there. Uh, so we, we could get to our seats in, in seconds. Like, uh, you know, uh, sh so shout out to like the arena. We were going to like the, the, uh, the season pass ticket holders or whatever. And uh, you're like right in front of where you need to go. Uh, so that was great. Um, food wise, I mean, you expect to be like an arena and you're going to be paying like arena prices for food and beers and stuff like that. It was a little higher than what I was expecting. Um, I've been to like a thousand, you know, basketball games and football games and, and all that jazz through the years. And, uh, these prices were a little bit higher than normal. I think, I don't know if it's just a location or whatever, but costs were a little higher than expected. Um, not a huge deal. Um, but the, the, the bummer part of it was, uh, they kept running out of food. I don't think they expected like that many people, uh, to be at the event. Um, so I'm guessing they were just predicting like half of this, but like the, the chicken place, man, like the, the chicken tenders, I never got, I never got chicken. Uh, it, every time I went up, they were always out. And then like, it was like $14 for like three chicken tenders and a thing of, wa of like waffle fries with it. So on day one, I went up there. I was like, I'm starving. <laughs> I have barely ate today and uh, I need food to get me through this and went up and, and uh, the guy came up. I was like, just FYI, we're out of waffle fries. I'm like, okay, well then can I just get like a, a chicken sandwich? He's like, okay, well that's, you know, 14 50. I'm like, well, you don't have the waffle fries. The combo is 1450. I just want the chicken sandwich. It's like, oh, I have to charge the 1450. I'm like, well, that's like, can you give me two chicken sandwiches for 1450? Nope, sorry. So they they wouldn't adjust their pricing for not having the food. They're they're giving you full price for half of the food. And uh that was kind of stupid. Um, uh, but they kept running out. Um, the pizza place, if you went upstairs, pizza place was taking forever. Um, that that though did save my life on Saturday, you know, Saturday, we were there for like 12 hours, uh, like 12 to 12. And, uh, if I didn't eat that, that pizza, if that pizza place did not exist upstairs, uh, I don't think I would have stayed the whole day on Saturday. I think I would have wanted to like go back and eat something on, on the way back. Uh, so yeah, that was, uh, uh, that was frustrating. Um, the monster energy drink garden thing that they had upstairs as well. Um, I never even bothered with it cause you couldn't leave with them. Um, they kept talking about like, yeah, free monsters upstairs, but you can't be at the event for it. You have to like go all the way upstairs and sit in like a little lounge area and drink the monsters. Like there's a security guard there, like not letting you leave with them. So I never bothered with it. So I never got my free monster while I was there um uh let's see what else with the venue like the the seats were comfortable um the views i think from all sorts of perspectives were good the the workers there were perfectly nice and friendly and helpful um the bathrooms were were fine they were clean um um I'm trying to think of what else i mean i i don't know i mean i i think the venue was perfectly fine um, I know a bunch of people, especially like people who couldn't go or like, oh my God, I don't want to do it in the United States and COVID and blah, 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 blah. It, it was great. Everybody was there, uh, had a, had a freaking blast. So, um, I don't know. And 
whatever. It, it is what it is, I guess, as far as that goes. Um, it's an international game. So um, I, I saw all sorts of people like complaining about like, it sucks that, you know, the time is horrible. It's like, well, it works great for the people, you know, here, but you know, Hey, when the event was in Poland or Sweden, it sucks for the other half of the country or excuse me, other half, other half of the world. Um, you know, folks in Australia are always get screwed. So, uh, you know, having a five hour, imagine if it was 12 hours or you had to watch at one o'clock in the morning or three o'clock in the morning, you know, that, that stuff sucks for people too. So, um, I get it with it being an international game. You're only going to make half of the people happy. Um, so people just need to realize, hey, uh, it's, a, it's a round planet with uh, 24 time zones. Um, uh, so people are going to have to watch in the middle of the night. It's going to suck for some people, but it's going to be great for others. So, uh, you know, I don't know. It's not a flat planet. Uh, so uh, time zones are a thing, right? So I guess get over it. <laughs> as far as that goes uh sorry if you if you live you know a six hour difference on the time zones it just it is what it is you can always watch it the next day not a big deal um let me, let me try to think of like what else uh yeah people were basically like given the covid stuff uh you know an issue but you know uh it we made it work um there's a couple of people tested positive it sucks um, but, uh, honestly they gained more fans by playing with duos than they ever would have gained before. Like Pulverex, man, like that, that team just exploded. Um, was that, was that like Unite, I think before. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I followed them on, uh, on Instagram just because they played as a duo. So, uh, they, they're probably still grateful for those opportunities. I'm guessing they're not that frustrated, um, but for integrity and competitive integrity and stuff, yes, everybody, it would have been awesome if they could have just played behind the scenes, um, especially for the finals, but it sucked for the people who didn't get a chance to make the finals, right? Um, so yes, it, it would have been nice if, if COVID wasn't a thing, but it's the world we live in. So uh, that's just the way it is, I guess. Um, anyway, moving on, um, let me pull up my notes because I don't want to forget anything. Um cost of food mentioned that venue um so uh meeting people right um I'll, I'll share a bunch of pictures through this so if you're not um if you're just listening be sure to jump back to the the actual video i was able to get tons of pictures with casters and uh you know like nice wig and daltouche and some of those guys like that uh which was awesome and we got a chance to chat with a few of them for a few minutes and uh that was awesome it was a great experience uh to be able to kind of hang out with those guys and uh, everybody was super friendly. The casters were awesome. Um, I know some people think that some of the casters are a little cheesy and goofy or whatever, but you know, they're just trying to pump up and, and have a good event. And, uh, they brought energy for a long period of time for over several days. So, um, so shout out to those folks. Everybody did an amazing job and, um, we're very friendly. I, I did have one, I, I'm not going to name names, um, but I had like one bad experience with one of the people, uh, one of the, the broadcast team, uh, who just like refused to take pictures with people. And, um, um, I get it. I mean, you know, like I mentioned earlier, COVID is a thing and maybe people just don't want to do that. Um, but, uh, they just like refused or they just kind of ignored or like, Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm busy or whatever. And walked away. And then just, they're standing there 30 feet away on their phone. 
um and then you see them like on uh on uh twitter or whatever later like partying and have a good time with you know well within six feet of people and not wearing masks and uh it's like okay well so covid is probably not the worry they just don't like to take pictures or don't like to talk with fans or whatever so uh that person's probably just gonna you know maybe lose a sub uh we'll just say that much um you know if they're they're rude but like as i was like walking away or whatever uh a guy right down there was like yo yeah he's a he's a jerk he wouldn't he wouldn't take a picture with me either and uh, i was like okay you know that's that's good to know so uh so yeah um again not gonna name names uh but that was kind of a disappointment because i kind of thought the person was cool leading up to the event maybe not so much now uh especially after like uh seeing like them having videos or whatever and like my original thought was like oh it's probably make they're worried about covid or whatever and like i get it they don't want to test positive and don't want to miss the event but then you see them uh 12 hours later partying with uh, all sorts of people it's like okay whatever bro um but yeah otherwise everybody was awesome um several of the casters and i'll name names for this one like like fallout for example dude was awesome dude was all over like reddit like asking like what else do you guys want and um what do you need i got a chance to talk with him for a few minutes he was like asking my twitter handles like oh yeah i remember you man like had these conversations and and so dude is with it with the fans um he loves everybody you can tell he loves apex he loves the event it brings the hype um you know amazing job to fall out so um much love to that guy um would would spend all day with you would take pictures would do anything and everything sign anything and everything so guy was a guy was running up and down the stands and stuff too so uh shout out to him and and uh all the all the casters minus minus one um uh the teams um let me let me i'm gonna pull up the the teams list or whatever i don't want to like forget a team or whatever um and uh uh, but yeah, shout out to uh, to Dark Zero for winning. Um, in in my uh, the vlog video that Matt and I did, where we kind of talk about like our predictions of who we think is going to win or whatever, um, we we were a little off um, uh, on on our predictions and our dark horses or whatever, um, which you know are are statistically is fine. Um, I did. I think I mentioned GMT or whatever. Uh, I thought like right at the end, like we were going to have like a GMT or a space station gaming winning, uh, which would have been awesome. My daughter is the space station gaming fan. Um, I love Nasky so much. Like the dude has, uh, all the personality in the world. I've been a fan of him since Poland. And, uh, for, so for several years now and, and would pop into his streams every once in a while, the dude is so friendly, so funny. And I think, uh, what was awesome for him is he got tons of exposure at the event. Every time he was on camera, he's just cheesing it up, hamming it up. And uh, I heard people who are like, oh, I, I've never I've never known this guy before. Never known GMT. I didn't know anything about him. And like so he just kind of opened himself up to everybody and uh, was was so goofy. And especially like when we, they do the listens, listen ins for GMT uh, game, dude was just gaining uh, followers and and fans by the second. So, uh, like my buddy, Matt, who knew nothing about GMT, knew nothing about nasty Strafey and Dell, sorry, Strafey. Uh, uh, but you know, Rambo knew nothing about these dudes. Um, and it just was like, Oh, I love this nasty guy. This guy is so fun. 
And uh, so he, he instantly became a GMT fan. So that was kind of his like Euro team a little bit that he was rooting for. So, um, but you know, in the finals, GMT just exploding right off of the bat uh, with tons of kills and, and that early victory or whatever was, was just awesome. Um, so those, those guys did fantastic. Um, but yeah, shout out to, to Furia as well. Um, I don't know why I like, they didn't seem to get like that much love, but probably just cause like his Watson is kind of new to the, the comp stuff. And I, I think some people even like called him out for it of, of like, yeah, you know, the guy might be like a, a pub stomper and, and a ranked legend, but uh, comp is different and he just comes in and, and racks up uh, one or two kills. Right. So uh, you know, shout out to Furia. I mean, those guys look pretty good. And then when they got that, I think they won game two and then like they were on match point and i got second i think they were on match point or maybe it was like the game that got them at match point like where they got second like okay well you know fear i mean fury would let in points through the finals so um they instantly became the favorite pretty much after like game two uh or game three or whatever um so yeah those guys were awesome 100 thieves after like the losers bracket round two where they won the back to back to back it's like okay these guys are the real deal and they could cruise the rest of the way through the losers bracket and get in those guys showed up um you know they got like what did they have let me i'd have to like pull up liquidpedia but they, you know they won a game towards the end it's like okay i think they got like a first a second and a third all like right towards the end um so you knew they they stepped their game up towards the end of the finals um so like that last game like i think the only team left at one point was tsm and it was like then it was like verholes by himself uh that could like stop it and make it go into the next round so uh it was a it was an amazing event there and, and especially that end ring or whatever um so yeah shout out again to, to dark zero that was that was fantastic um uh the 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 fa kitties or whatever um i know like uh hardecki was kind of being like hard on himself um on twitter uh dude like you're you know you're in the freaking finals uh i don't know what else like people expect um that's like that was my perspective like tsm like you know they have a lot of fans and i get like if they don't win it's it's like they're the worst team in the world right and people were like all over them Right. So, yeah, I got, got that TSM flag right back here behind me. So um, I'm, I'm going to hang this up on the wall somewhere. I may have to move something. Um, but um, I, I've always enjoyed TSM. I've always felt like a little weird rooting for them because it is like kind of rooting for like the Yankees because they're the, the biggest team. Right. And uh, so it, it does feel a little weird rooting for them sometimes. But uh, I always find myself pulling for them. Like it feels it feels really good when they win and especially like in person that place just explodes right when tsm is having you know they're having a good game getting kills like there was tons of those like in games where like you just see like one or two of them you know reps and and how both had those games where they were just hitting everything and getting kills like late and the place just erupts when that stuff happens and uh, so for the energy and the views and stuff like you know that was great also like shout out to like this water bottle like the merch the merch was just okay i think but um i really like this water bottle um i wore my my uh shirt on like day two so i i just washed it so it's still like hanging up or whatever but i should have wore it for uh for this but 
Um, I at least have the water bottle. I got my my TSM flags. I got a couple of them. So shout out to like their marketing TSM or their uh, social media guys or whatever, just handing out stuff left and right. Yeah, it just makes them look better when a million people are out there with TSM flags. So, uh, you know, good good for them. Um, who am I forgetting? Uh, NRG, shout out to, to Sweet. Um, I know his, his his teammates, uh, you know, Nathan and Rocker, you know, they're 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 goaded. Um, but I know like sweet gets a little frustrated because they don't play very much, but, uh, sweet showed up, uh, you know, especially, you know, late and then in the finals. Um, so energy, uh, not a huge fan of, but I do like sweet. Um, so shout out to them for showing up. Shout out to Mandy, uh, scars. Like those guys are so fun to watch team liquid, which was just like sucking at the beginning uh made like into the and then into the losers bracket then they kind of exploded so those guys did awesome exo was my favorite after like day one and day two of like the the just the bracket stages those guys were really likable and and uh uh team burger zeta division i mean th- those guys are so fun um not a big uh, I, I like knocked and and i like the the dudes of og and and uh, skittle cakes and and duplex or whatever but um just not like pulled into og i don't think um but uh i i definitely every time like they get into it with cloud nine or i always wanted to see like knocks just a stage above cloud nine which was pretty much the whole time but i think they i think cloud nine was like 15th and og was 16th so um og started off strong i think they started like three back-to-back-to-back wins on day one like towards the beginning and then uh and then kind of struggled from there on out so um uh but very likable guys and and uh shout out to them uh cloud nine yeah it's kind of the team that i'm not a big fan of i know a lot of people are whatever and tons of people like zach um i'm not a big fan of like their their dynamic i guess um so i don't know uh whatever i'm just glad they didn't win but uh i would not have been salty either way uh it still would have been a blast to just watch um and like a lot of people were there saying it's like you know i was pulling for you know three or four teams to do really well but um when it comes down to it you just want like everybody to do good and you just want to see good games and a uh, guy, guy was there that had a sign that was, that was like, I'm here to support all 40 teams or whatever. And uh, honestly, like, that's what it was about. Like, just wanted to see awesome games. You wanted to see, you know, amazing things. Um, you know, like the, when, a, when a team was solo or, or duos or whatever, you're like finding yourself pulling for them, no matter who it was. Uh, a solo ratting and they'd show it on screen. You're like, yes, let's go. Uh, so those were always fun. Like that was happening, like right towards the end of like uh, day three, like the losers bracket. I can't remember who it was. It was maybe like aim. I can't remember. I think it was uh, somebody was ratting and they were like right behind an enemy caustic. That was hilarious. Um, I know like Rambo did the same thing, like hiding out on the roof of uh, the mill. Uh, those Those were so fun to watch um the rampage glitch uh being in the audience and and clapping along with the rampage was was hilarious um uh i was also very curious like i'm just going off on like these little random things like i was like keeping an eye on um the uh competitive apex subreddit 
And uh, I had I had posted a question uh, in that uh, subreddit. So that was me. Uh, I had posted a question about the rampage, like if people could hear it on stream, and if they could hear people clapping, they're like, "Yes, it was awesome. Keep it up. Uh, it was great." Um, and I guess uh, I was also talking to I think the Dark Zero. I think it was Dark Zero's coach. Um, I was talking with him on uh, Reddit. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think of who it was. Anyway, I'm not going to pull it up, but I was talking with him and about like how much they could hear with the noise canceling headphones or whatever. And it's uh, basically saying like, no, couldn't hear a thing. Um, we could, we could, we could feel it. Um, so uh, Nasky was saying of like, oh, are they cheering for us? It's like, because they could feel the vibrations on the stage, which was awesome to hear. And like, they could hear like muffled noise with those but it was like you couldn't tell really what was going on you could kind of feel the intensity of people cheering um and like you know i think nasky knew like hey i'm being hilarious and people i could feel people laughing and i could look up and see people laughing and cheering so i i think that's probably what was happening um but uh the coach i was talking to i, for, I forget who it was and i apologize but um he was he was saying like they could feel they could feel it on the stage but the players and coaches were not allowed to remove their headset that was kind of forbidden thing so um that's good to know um let me see am i am i missing any other notes that i need to talk about i guess if you have questions for somebody who was there uh let me know um but uh i definitely uh i definitely met um uh i think like couple other people that uh, I wasn't like super fans with that I'm now like, like these guys are a lot more awesome than I thought. Um, so, you know, thank you for those people. Um, several of the other teams that I didn't know that much about, uh, I'm now fans of, um, you know, like the, the Pulverex guys, the, the team burger guys. Um, I don't know why I wasn't like a huge fan of like reignite or, uh, now, you know, dark zero, like, I don't know why I was, wasn't like big, big fans of those guys, but, uh, I am now, uh, very likable. So, um, yeah, that's, that's awesome. My, my dog is busting, busting open the door. She's wanting to come in here and hang out with me. So sorry if you could hear that, or you'll hear her clicking around. That's just my dog walking on my hardwood floors. Um, so things I learned, uh, so like some like takeaways for me from the event, um, there's some like amazing rat spots I was not aware of. I, I think it was hockey's, on the hill of like storm point going up like the storm catcher or whatever, like he was using, uh, uh, horizons, uh, gravity lift, to, like get her, uh, or get himself, uh, up like on the side of this mountain. Like I had no idea you could get up there. Uh, that was, that was kind of awesome, but man, like that overlooks, uh, everything. Um, uh, I also learned like, like the Valk ult, like, I get it. Like, the, the timing has to be perfect with the Valk ult. And, like, I was talking about this with somebody on Reddit of, like, uh, TSM's change of, like, timing. Old school, like, TSM, if you go back to, like, uh, like Poland or even, like, the last, like, I don't know, a year ago, like, they were, like, very early rotators. And it's like, we're going to find the best prime position. And like, I feel like that changed and like Valk ulting into like round four, uh, into like the, the middle where you think the ring is going to end is so dangerous. 
And uh, like a good example was that game I was just talking about with Alliance, which Alliance may have even won that game. I forget who won that specific game, but uh, uh, TSM was in the top of command center. Valk ulted from there by the gravity cannon that launches down. They Valk ulted from there and landed right in the middle of that hill in the in a trench. And I'm sure everybody knows now what I'm talking about. They were fighting four or five teams there. And uh, I don't know why, like how likes uh, the low ground so much. And it's worked for them in the past. I know that I think they got two wins during the event where they had low grounds. Um, the one there, like barometer, uh, where they were like playing under the bridge and NRG was like up top, I think. Cloud9 was coming from the side. I think NRG like took out Cloud9. I forget who else was, who was surviving that, but kind of came down to like Sweet and Hal and uh, uh I think, you know, they played low, so he knew, you know, NRG was going to have to drop on top of them. And uh, you just have to hope they hit their shots and have the most health when that happens. And they won that one. And then they won the one um, at, uh, um, not launch site, what's the one I'm thinking of? Um, but it was basically the needle. And I know, like, uh, T squared or Fallout, one of the two basically said, like, you know, they're they're playing, like, the Oreo there. And, uh I think it was uh, like hundred thieves was on it. Somebody else was on it and TSM was on the bottom and TSM ended up winning that somehow from the bottom. So I don't know if like Hal's just found like the new love of like not having the high ground and uh, just like tanking the damage and we'll heal and hope for the best. It's awesome. It's, it's definitely fun to see a team like play low ground and still win while getting obliterated. Like it's, it's awesome to see, but I feel like it costs more. Um, so I don't know, like, I don't know if I'm taking away from that, but um, vowel culting late uh, just seems like so dangerous to me, um, especially like when everybody can see it. I know he got lucky on the one like storm point where like North pad, where like we're able to get to that bunker um, and nobody just happened to be in it. Uh, like that was pure luck. And I think they were like fourth or fifth in that game, but, uh, landing there, you know, everybody, they had to come out first, uh, and everybody was just going to take advantage of them. So, uh, that was just really dangerous, but, um, I probably learned a few more like Valkold spots. Um, I know like, in my opinion, how's like one of those better ones of like finding this weird random ass spot to land and it's somehow working and they survive it like oh here's this there's this little pebble of a rock we're gonna play that um so if they do have to to develop and maybe that's what Hal relies on is just his like map knowledge and like landing in those insane spots so maybe that's what he relies on um and that we're just gonna we're just gonna be the better team and out heal people and play smarter from this insane spot um, but I, I don't know. Um, they do really well when they do go early and they make those decisions the fastest. Like there's the game in fish farms where they had a good center building and, uh, they landed there and reps was just like ripping through people with a longbow. They were getting kills, they were getting knocks and they were taking advantage of having the best spot in the game. Um, and having that cover, um, so I, I think that played to their advantage. And then they they Valkult late, which cost them. I think they they decided like, okay, let's Valkult 
And then I think Hal changed his mind, like, no, let's do it late. But then a team landed on their roof and it, that's what it kind of ended up getting them killed. So um, I don't know, like the, the Velcro thing is such a 50, 50. And uh, I don't think I'd want to take like a fit, like a coin flip, like we're going to survive it or we're not. And uh, I would much rather rely on like my other movement and Velcro, you know, as a last resort rather than like uh, we have to do this thing. So I don't know. I am not a competitive player. I am very average at best. So uh, take that with a grain of salt, but somebody who uh, watched a lot of it and maybe just has that outsider's perspective of uh, being able to watch that uh, the Valkults are just so 50, 50. If you're not one of those first teams in the, the end ring, it's just, it's just dangerous. Um, so yeah, that, that was just my perspective. Um, otherwise, uh, hot hands is apparently a thing. Uh, I'm pretty much used to just, um, especially as a controller player of just, uh, warming up my hands naturally and just playing for a while. I don't know. Um, I didn't know that many people use hot hands like that much. So, um, I may like give that a whirl of like days. I'm like, okay, I'm going to play rank today and maybe using some hot hands. I don't know. I don't know. Making my hands a little sweatier. We'll see. Does anybody use hot hands that isn't like playing competitively like that? Um, apparently the 3030 and Eva eight is better than I'm giving them credit for. Uh, a lot of people were busting those out. Um, I, I go through phases with the charge rifle. I know it's obnoxious and toxic, but, um, it does work. Um, so I, I may need to pick that up more. Um, uh, I learned maybe a month ago that Seer is better than I've always given him credit for. And obviously there's a lot of Seer comps busted out. Um, so I may give Seer a better look, but I started using him a little bit. Um, he's probably like a bottom three pick for me, to be honest, but, um, I'm going to start moving him up the reins and maybe phase out Bloodhound that I don't use a ton, but maybe bring Seer into the mix. Um, competitively and ranked wise, I usually play Valk. Um, I would much rather play Valk uh, just because I I do scan beacons where a lot of like if I'm playing with a random and they they don't ever scan beacons if they're picking Valk. I don't know why they also don't use their abilities and I don't know why they never they just like to fly around, but they never use their ultimate. They never use uh, the rockets. I don't know why Valk is a thing where people just forget to use her abilities, probably just because she can fly and people just think that's her ability. Um, uh, yeah, so I'm going to try the 3030 a little bit more often, I guess, uh, use that a little bit more in the firing range, uh, give the Eva eight more looks. Um, I don't hit my PK shots, uh, for like that crazy damage and the eight, like the nineties and stuff that those guys do. So, um, uh, I usually avoid it, but I do try to run shotguns a lot, uh, especially in ranked. Um, I try to use a shotgun, um, trying to think i definitely learned a handful of good rat spots uh yeah um I, I mean i think that's it um as far as like you know big biggest takeaways i definitely got the urge after like day one like i want to play um and man oh yeah for other people there that were in the audience and i'm i'm i don't know how much of this was on the twitch stream but um and i'm blanking on the guy's name um but man he is so he won. He was screaming into the microphone. Uh, the guy who uh, was kind of like the in between, like every like three games, he'd come out 
but he was really pimping Apex Legends Mobile. Have you downloaded Apex Legends Mobile? Did you know we have Wi-Fi set up for you to download Apex Legends Mobile now? Here's the here's the password to it. Uh, so you can get that downloaded. Uh, every every three games, he'd come out and talk about that, and everybody's just like, ah, oh, sign, and yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, nobody was playing mobile, so sorry, bro. Um, I think I saw like a couple kids playing it on the first day, um, but that's just about it. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that's it. I would recommend, oh, that was the other thing for the venue of like having some more of those charging stations. I can imagine during hockey ga hockey games, like it's a hell of a lot worse than this. Um, you know, with it being a lot more packed and, you know, sellouts for hockey games where half of the, uh, half of the stadium was shut down for this. Um, I would imagine, uh, having, uh, more of the like phone charging stations would be a good idea. Um, oh, something else, somebody I missed. So I got home and I was kind of like, I was falling behind on social media other than like Reddit. I was reading a lot of like competitive apex Reddit. And, uh, but one of my favorite freaking YouTubers who I know lives in North Carolina was, it was there, um, was, uh, was cartoons. Uh, somebody who like, you know, when I first started like wanting to do the whole YouTube thing, this was one of those core group of people, uh, that I started watching early on back in like 2013, 14 or whatever of like, you know, an inspirational type of guy dude was there. And I saw the picture, uh, when I got home of where he was sitting. I'm like, son of a bitch. Like I could have just walked up there, went to hang out and, and met him and taken a picture, but uh, kind of frustrating that I did not get to see one of my favorite YouTubers, but even though he was there. So uh, I wish I would have looked at uh, Instagram a little bit more while I was there. A little frustrated with that. So um, anyway, um, I need to get going. Uh, I need to eat something. I am starving to death. Um, so um, thank you very much, everybody, for watching and or uh, listening to uh, today's podcast. Um, just a good little brain dump of ALGS. Um, but again, if you have questions or uh, want to know something about somebody who was there at the event and, or my experiences or whatever, or hell, if you are a caster or a player or whatever and, and want feedback, uh, that would be awesome too. I would love to have you or even uh, have you on as a guest. That would be great. I know the, it's chances are slim to none, but, um, but uh, yeah, feel free to comment as well. But um, that was, uh, that was my ALGS podcast. Um, again, an amazing event um, once in a lifetime, I'm sure for me, unless they happen to have it in a couple of years from now and back in the United States, but odds are it's going to be in Tokyo and Australia and England and all over the place for the for for quite a while so um but if they have one again the United States and it's drivable maybe less than eight hours I would consider it but uh probably not going to happen for a long time so um again if you get in a chance to go to uh an event uh you, you need to check it out um all right thank you everybody later